at some point we are going to have to do a whole show about how good this show sounds. <laughs>
show live now on Tuesdays, 7.30 p.m. Pacific, leading into Local Love. We're calling it Local Tuesday. What's up, Councilman? What is up? Can you hear me? Am I coming through loud and clear? You sound great. That's lovely. Well, uh, good to see you, as always, virtually or, or otherwise. And uh, good to see you all, viewer and listener of podcast version of this show. Uh, thank you so much. Please, please visit us all the times um, at echoplexmedia.com and do all the things. Give us all the monies, uh, watch and uh, listen to all the shows, and just generally become part of our universe because you'll enjoy it here. Um, I am the Councilman. You can find me on Twitter at T-H-E underscore Councilman. And it's Tuesday night. uh, I'm Producer Dave. You can find me damn near anywhere. Uh, If you're listening to this on the podcast, make sure you follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media, and tell your friend about the podcast, too, because... we're doing. A, we're growing a little bit on the on the downloads. I'm paying for some analytics now, and this shows. Uh, this show just surpassed the one that's coming up right after it on the downloads. Nice. Well, yeah, we do pretty well on the downloads, so keep doing that. Um, and definitely subscribe over on Twitch. Give us some of your shell subscribe bucks because uh, we definitely need those to keep this uh, amazing party rolling. It's just like KQED here. You know, we're supported by our listener. Except if we sent you a tote bag, it would be dope. It would be super dope, and it'd probably have dope in it. Uh, maybe, maybe that would be, it'd be like, why are there two options for this tote bag? One of them is just $26 and the other one's a thousand. <laughs> it's the super deluxe membership version. Uh, subscribe only. <laughs> that would be the mega toke bag. The mega toke bag. There you go. It'd have a little pocket for the bong in there too. I think that'd be nice. Or the water pipe. I guess I can say bong nowadays, right? You can say fucking almost anything you want on here. Uh, yeah, this, I mean, certainly on this network. No, I mean, even even on Twitch, I'm just not worried about anything on here. That's true. That's true. I should I shouldn't sing any pop tunes though, right? Because that'll get us in trouble. Yeah, I I don't even warn like our music guests about TOS because it's like fair. They're they're our music guests. They're not going to say anything. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So well, um, just everybody, real quick heads up. Uh, if you're watching down ballot, if you're if you're if you're wondering what the fuck's going on, we moved down ballot to Tuesday so that I might could go out Fridays if I want to. Um, stick around. We're going to do, be doing local love after this. I got a uh, G Willikers and Sean black on. They've been doing a little bit of collab lately. And I figured I'd have some in studio guests mostly cause I'm almost out of weed. <laughs> That's a great excuse. And they usually do bring a bunch. So, uh, <laughs> well, enjoy yourself. That'd be great, man. Great. Sounds like a great crew. Um, so what up to G Willikers and the, the entire, uh, you know, uh, local crew. We love them all. 99,000 songs, all of them Rebels Camp. So we do have a pretty substantial docket and we're up against it already. We're up against it already on the timing, but that's okay. I know. know. We'll just have to, you know, crunch through this as best we can. Well, one of the, oh, oh, nope. Local news player is going to give us an ad, of course. Of Um, course. Well, while we're leading in, just, you know, sorry to say, yeah, just a bunch of local news dropped today. So the down ballot portion of the show will be fairly lit um but we're, we're actually following we're tracking stories live as they are unfolding yeah i posted put a story from uh shasta county from today up on there too last yes. night. yes yes i saw that so uh, yeah 
Um, just real quick to patreon.com slash echoplex. You can get the full audio capture of this show. And in that case, that would mean that you get both this and local love in one big file. Plus any post game. If I'm still able to game at that point, <laughs> but I don't, we don't it. game. We don't game on, on Twitch actually. Um, we should though. It would be wholesome content. Anyway, it looks like our first story leading off. We have lowriders and vaccines. I think this is probably actually a wonderful idea. Because That's I, why it's leading off. I do like lowriders, and anybody who's been watching this channel for any amount of time knows that we're also proponents of vaccines. So, I mean, put one plus one equals two. The pandemic last year and this year, organizers are still doing their best to fight the virus. But first, we got to talk about the cars, and since we can't mention them all, we are going to focus on just one for a moment. It's a 1961 Impala. It's amazing. The detail is just incredible. Thank you. Thank you. You want to get everything perfect, you know, you want to get your paint perfect, you want to get your chrome perfect, you want to get your interior perfect, you know. Well, there's a lot of love in that car. Yeah, a lot of love is an expensive hobby. A lot of money, too. Hobby is yes, a you just said expensive hobby. You know, it's an old school. Yeah. They break down, you fix it, you do it again, and you go back on the road. And it was, finally, back on the road for the King of the Streets car show as the San Francisco Lowrider Council celebrated its 40th anniversary. You know, I got arrested 113 times, but at the end of the day, you know what, uh, we band together, we organize and organize. <laughs> I love him. We are celebrating that we are part of the social justice movement about equity in San Francisco. And with the relaunch amid the ongoing pandemic, founder Roberto Hernandez saw an opportunity. We really um, wanted to educate our community that you got to get the vaccine. And every single person who showed up today had a chance to do that with a clinic set up right at the front gate. There's a lot of traffic, but we also got a, got a lot of opportunities for our people from our community to, to speak directly to, to those who are who otherwise are working all the time or are they're living their lives and we are we're trying to bring our services as the Latino task force directly to to our folks. So we're really happy that we're, we're doing our part to make sure that people stay safe and stay alive. So after a pandemic hiatus, this institution is rolling again as the low riders help drive vaccination rates a little higher at the Cow Palace in Daly City, Wilson Walker, KPIX5. We should have gone. It looks like a bang up time, I'd say. Yeah, it's outdoors. A lot of, a lot of fun. That one dude said he got arrested 113 times. I would like to ask him for some stories. He's like, I ain't afraid of no <laughs> vaccine. I've been arrested by the police 113 times and I'm here to talk about it. He knows how to party, obviously. Uh, but yeah, that's it's great. And I think it's fantastic to see that um, we're, you know, we're not stopping. Uh, Bay Area is going very strong in the vaccination department, but we're not stopping. We're trying to reach every single corner of the population. And that includes low riders. Um, so yeah, if, if you're out there in the community, you have a, an event, uh, hook up with your county public health department and get a vaccine pop up going. Might as well. You have a little festival. You know, the newscaster, the newscaster did a really good job of framing it there too. He said these people might just be too busy with work or whatever, and wasn't trying to yeah. like frame a particular, uh, racial group that might happen to be overrepresented at this thing as if they don't want to get the vaccine. So I think they did a good job on framing and messaging there too. No, very well. Very, very well. Um, although I don't know if Pascal is definitely is a, is a low rider aficionado, but, uh, we'll, we'll see. Maybe he's got a little secret jam for it. Um, anyway, well, that's leading off a nice little upbeat story, um, because the rest of the docket is not going to be so happy. Um, we've even got so, a Shasta County insurrection coming up later. Seriously. Um, you're going to get worried. Uh, if you haven't already been worried watching the news all week, national or otherwise more local. Um, 
So, do you want to head on to winners and losers? Yeah, first one we got is, is it over yet? And we're just going to let it ride, because I like it when the, the title is just a couple, couple words. It is a hopeful message and one that could bring a sense of relief to the people who live, work, and play in San Francisco. Let's bring in NBC Bay Area's Lily Tan, who's live at Zuckerberg, San Francisco General Hospital. More outdoor bathrooms. Please. This is the fourth wave of the pandemic, but for SF General, it hasn't been the worst wave. In fact, the hospital CEO told us today she's cautiously optimistic that we're on the other side of the peak. Based on what we're seeing in the data, um, it looks like hospitalizations are, are leveling off. Um, and the peak of cases has started coming down. Tonight, Dr. Susan Ehrlich, CEO of Zuckerberg San Francisco General Ooh. Hospital, says we may have just crossed peak infections. <laughs> in Mark Zuckerberg put a name on his hospital so that right. people could go to his website, learn all these kinds of crazy, incorrect things about a vaccine, get a, get a disease and end up in a hospital with his name on it. It comes full circle, Councilman. Absolutely. And then, of course, he's going to require vaccines for all of the employees to come back to work at the Facebook campus. Because God forbid he get the COVID. So perhaps he's hitting this from all angles. And are on the other side of it. You know, it's it appears that way based on the trends we're seeing in the data right now. Um, but uh, you know, this this pandemic has taught me a lot of humility. Uh, so it's hard to make perfect, uh, uh, you know, estimates about what's going to happen. But in this surge at this time, based on the trends we've seen, yes, I would say that. Dr. Ehrlich says SF General currently has 19 patients hospitalized. 15 of those patients are unvaccinated. The other four are so-called breakthrough cases. Of course, because the Delta variant is more contagious, um, it's probably going to be less, the vaccine is going to be less effective against it. But still, it's the best tool we have to prevent infection. Infections that are still on the rise in other parts of the country, and perhaps even in other Bay Area counties. For example, the numbers show Santa Clara County's COVID-19 cases are still increasing. Meanwhile, SF General says they're looking towards the future and the possibility of another wave. I hope we don't have a fifth surge, but I wouldn't be surprised if we have one and we are fully prepared to meet it um, if we do have one. We also just heard back from Solano County's health officer who says the number of cases there are plateauing as well. We're live in San Francisco, Lily Tan, NBC Bay Area News. I guess it's good news. I don't know. It's, I, well, you know, most of us are winners for getting vaccinated and being part of the 80% in Santa Clara County. So good for us. Um, but there's still a lot of losers out there. And most of them called in today to the Board of Supervisors to tell them that they're all going to get recalled. Um, all the supervisors up and down the state are going to get recalled because of all of this madness and this, this COVID hoax. Um, and they're not wearing their masks and they're fine. They, this one, one gentleman, uh, he was a senior and he's a war veteran. And he's, he's got asthma and he's obese um, and he got COVID and he said he survived and his wife got COVID and she survived and their daughter got COVID and she survived. And I'm thinking, did this guy give himself COVID deliberately <laughs> and his family just to, to prove a point? Um, so good on them. But uh, yeah, there, there's just enough dumb people out there, I think, who are going to keep us from, from really ever getting beyond this um, in a meaningful way. So just real quick, um, anybody out there and uh, you as well, when people make claims about their medical history, those are claims that are not uh, fact checkable uh, because the people that talk about HIPAA, HIPAA is why they're 
shit isn't fact checkable. You can't like call the doctor and be like, hi, I'm from, you know, Echoplex Media. If such and such a person said they had COVID, they'd like click, <laughs> hang up on you, right? Because you can't, they, you can ask, but they can't tell you because they're Correct. in charge of that person's medical records. So yes. just keep in mind when you're, if you're arguing with an anti-vaxxer or anybody and they're like, oh, you know, my kid had this medical condition after the vaccine. You're like, well, that's great. We can't really fact check that claim. And um, thank you for making sure that, you know, if I do, I just call you or your kid a liar, you know? Well, not to blow up a local medical institution, but uh, Kaiser, but um, the good wife and I were out in an ER the other night. Uh, no need to say why. Um, but uh, while the good wife was waiting outside uh, and I was inside, uh, apparently uh, a gentleman approached the er wanted to go in with the person he had brought right which they're not allowing really right now um and the first thing that the guard asked him was are you vaccinated and the man said his first initial response was that's a hipaa violation to ask me that um my first my first response to that is well obviously he's not vaccinated because no vaccinated person would respond that way and secondly uh no it's not a violation to ask you don't have to offer that information if you don't you know feel it's appropriate it would be a uh, violation if they called this person's primary care doctor and the primary care doctor gave them that information. Yes, absolutely. Um, so that, and the guard, but the guard reassured the gentleman, you know, Hey, I'm not trying to, you know, uh, bust your balls or anything. In fact, I don't really even agree with the vaccines. Um, I just need to ask, I'm supposed to ask. And I'm thinking this is the security guard at the emergency room at maybe this guy's dealt with, maybe he's dealt with enough of those people that he yeah. figures like, since it's also not a HIPAA violation for him to lie. Right. He's, just, he's just vaccinated. He's, if he's yeah. doing security at the hospital, he's vaccinated. Right. Right. Of course. I'm sure. He, well, I'm sure he is. Even if he didn't agree with it, I'm sure they would. I'm sure they absolutely forced them to get it. Um, anyway, so that's that's where things are at right now. Uh, and there's I think we're going to have to do a, a public comment down ballot pretty soon because uh, the public comment today is that the border soups was lit. But I just don't have it. I didn't have it queued up right away. So. We'll yeah, things are getting things are getting a little spicy, especially in Palo Alto, where you don't think of spice. But uh, well, spice here, girls. Here we go. So, at what point does a racial rant actually become a crime? That's when one Asian American restaurant owner is asking after a customer went off on her. Yeah, she says it all started because her restaurant doesn't currently accept cash. NBC Barry Sharon Katsuda explains. Hi, Sharon. Hi there. Yes, the racist rant happened here about two weeks ago, and the owner says that was traumatic enough. But now she says it's even more terrifying finding out that this person could do it to, again to someone else. He said it was un-American of me not to take cash. Lumi Gardner owns Fuki Sushi, where because of the pandemic and staff shortage, she only takes electronic payments. Signage about that is clearly posted. When a customer got angry, she said she'd make an exception, but she says he then took it a step further. Were we even born? You know, were you even born here? And when you're when I was asked that, it's like I don't even want to justify that with an answer. The rant continued. Did you go to school here? Where did you go to school? Um, you don't belong here, go back to your country. Lumi called the police and says she's worried the person could come back. But police say they've investigated and found, quote, no crime was committed. They do say they've talked to the customer and his friend and made clear to them, quote, we know who they are and say the department <laughs> denounces hateful behavior. But they also say under Probably state fellow law, cops. there's a difference between a hate crime, <laughs> we which know. is premeditated, and hate incident, which involves name-calling protected by free speech. 
And when I heard about this case, it just made my heart sink. Palo Alto City Councilman Greg Tanaka says more people need to come forward to make a change. I think we need more representation. I think we need to get more involved. Lumi says she needed to speak up for her staff, who she sees as family. The main thing that they said was... What we need is more Twisted Tea moments, honestly. Another customer needs to just be like, oh, no, nuh-uh. <laughs> yeah, and we definitely don't need Greg Tanaka politicizing this moment. Um, did he politicize it? I don't know. Maybe it's the Greg Tanaka for Congress backdrop he had during his Zoom interview. If, Lumi, you were born here. If you were, if you were born here and this happened to you... Our children were born here, and that really, that really impacted me. Lumi's family has owned this restaurant since the 1970s, and she says she has received a lot of community support. She really appreciates it. People have been donating on her Facebook page to help stop hate. Meantime, police officers say if you ever do feel threatened verbally, but not physically harmed, you could still seek a, a restraining order if you want to pursue that. Reporting live in Palo Alto, I'm Sharon Katsuda, NBC Bay Area News. A restaurant very popular in Palo Alto. Thank you, Sharon. God, I don't want to, I don't even want to see the kinds of restraining orders that come out of, come out of Palo Alto. Holy shit. Right. Can you imagine? <laughs> neighbor, <laughs> neighbor keeps mowing three inches of my grass seeking TRO. <laughs> neighbor has inferior mower. Man selling magazine subscriptions, um, consistently coming up to my porch. Yeah, uh, well, welcome to Palo Alto, right? It's only in the Bay Area, only only around the peninsula, only in Palo Alto. Um, but uh, at least, you know, this is awful and this is happening way too much. And again, it's just disgusting to see a local council member uh, politicizing the issue like that. I don't know if he forgot he had that backdrop going. I'm sure he didn't. Um, but... Uh, it's just, you know, please, everyone, for the love of Christ, like, just relax, chill, be good with each other, be excellent to each other, like they say in Bill and Ted's, be excellent to each other. That's all we ask. It's a really simple rule. Producer so, Dave, I think you'd agree that if we followed that, we'd be a little better off, right? Like, maybe it wouldn't be perfect. And Yeah. yeah. So, that's, like, that's a good... So, it looks like we had a last-minute docket change here. I see a... Yes, uh, this is from actually something that became a blast night. I got home from a, uh, an excursion for the first time in a couple days. Um, and the good wife said, oh, uh, we have to rewind the news for the beginning so you can see this story. And this is the story that was on. Let's see what's going on here. This is, I guess, only in Arinda. Only in Arinda or Albany, actually, Albany, I think. Oh, Albany. Or, or I, think they're, I think they're adjacent. It says East Bay Neighborhood. They're like, we, we know about that down ballot show, trying to keep us on our toes. What's happening at this house in the middle of the 700 block of Madison Street has been a concern for neighbors for a long time. At least 20 years. Donna Butcher and three other property owners told us similar stories. They say decades of hoarding at the Albany home led to complaints to the city over the years. I noticed they call those people property owners. I wonder if they live in the houses nearby or if they're slumlords. <laughs> That's a very, very astute observation. I'm going to say maybe. Only got worse. Really I'm used to people like lying about things in a much more tricky way than the local news does. So, 
really bad in 2019. Two years ago, I wrote the city about rats everywhere. If you sit here long enough, you'll see them. They're just running around. Sure enough, after we were outside the home for about a half hour, we saw several rats run across the front doorstep and were actually able to get video of a few of them. Gerardo Leon, who lives next door, shot this video of the rats feeding out of roasting pans filled with food two weeks ago. And he shared images that we blurred of dead rats that ended up on his side of their shared fence line. And how the rats die. You saw him put out pans of food for the rats. In fact, the gentleman from Vector Control said it looked like they cooked food for the rats. There were people inside the home, and neighbors told us they believed the owner was home. But no one answered the door when I attempted to talk to them about the video. I think they ought to condemn the house. It's, it's unlivable. Neighbors told us over the past two weeks, Vector Control has been visiting the home and removing trapped rats almost daily. We reached out to the city to ask about the property, but it was after hours, and we didn't get a response this evening. In Albany, Tom Jensen, NBC Area News. Conveniently closed. Uh, well, that's disgusting. Yeah, I think, I like I said, man, at the beginning, they said property owners and not like homeowners or residents. Mm -hmm. So those were that landlords that were like mad that they're that that it was that they couldn't raise the rent on people for a plethora of reasons including all the rats at the place next door um i think that's a, that's a spot where like um there might be some if somebody's like putting make like cooking food for rats and stuff there might be some kind of like non-police intervention that the people who were talking about defunding the police before uh there could be someone that might be able to go there and just kind of see what's going on in a non-shooty shooty arresty arresty kind of way to see if like there's a person there who's like needs some kind of help maybe yeah in a more of a supportive way uh you know just a you know check-in kind of a way uh what do they call it the neighborly check-in or the the drop-in or the you know uh, wellness check right hey are you doing all right i saw some rats look like they were eating were, were you putting that out there to distract them from some other stuff in the house that you don't want them getting into i totally understand totally get it maybe we can talk about cleaning up the place a little bit yeah, yeah. Um, do you have a hoarder in your neighborhood by any chance, Percy Dave? Not that ever, I know of. Ever been in the neighborhood of a hoarder? Or um, down the block or down ballot? Not that I've seen. I've usually, like, like most of my adult life, I've lived in apartment areas. So mm. it's if you're hoarding in an apartment, it's not going to be apparent outside. It's also just harder to hoard in an apartment because there's less space. Good point. Yeah, well, we definitely have one around the corner um, down the street from us uh very much so um and it's very it's becoming more and more obvious from the street um although you know they're doing a decent job of trying to hide it but it's just it's impossible um so and going out and knocking doors by the way um during campaign season is one of the better, great way to find a lot of hoarders because that's usually who ends up on your your voter rolls <laughs> they vote every time oh, oh boy it's the one thing that doesn't get end up on the floor is the ballot they'll vote you know what else you know what they have their sample ballot from 1982 somewhere and they'd exactly. be happy to show it to you exactly let me tell you you want to come in you want to have a you want to have a little beverage i have some lemonade um yeah that that's never a good idea candidates and volunteers just don't or just if somebody invites you into their house they mean well but that's like probably inappropriate anyway 99 percent of the time they mean well you just don't want to be that one percent trust me plus you're not a peak efficiency when you're sitting inside drinking tea with mildred it's very true. You're, I mean, you should be hitting more doors and talking to more voters. What are you doing?
Mildred's already on your side because you stopped by and said hello. So as soon as you get invited in, you're like, I, I got the vote. I got to go. <laughs> um, so uh, as we always like to do here in Winners and Losers, we, we wrap it up with uh, asking someone to get their shit together. And this week it's San Jose Unified School District um, who are kind of trying to figure out, speaking of cops um, and, and defunding cops and doing more non-arresty shit, uh, San Jose Unified recently had a, a board vote to remove their school resource officers. I think we even had it on the on down ballot. And uh, But unfortunately, uh, more fortunately, who knows, they've come back around to the issue and they, they may have created some wiggle room for themselves, but we'll see. Classes start at San Jose Unified School District. Police officers will not be on campus anymore during regular hours. But tonight, the board decided they will be around for special events. As NBC Bay Area's Sergio Quintana tells us, some parents aren't happy about that. All those in favor, please say aye. Aye. The vote was unanimous to hire police officers for events like football games or other large after-school activities at San Jose Unified Schools. It's a decision that didn't sit well with one of the leaders of an effort to get officers out of schools completely. We spent all our time talking about SJPD. I had enough of this. The woman yelling is Crystal Calhoun. She heads up the San Jose United Equity Coalition. Over the summer, they pushed the board to eject specially trained school resource officers out of all the district's campuses during school hours. Because when you have a school district that you have more, you have more cops on campus than you got counselors, you know, what's the real message you're sending to the students? Her group showed up in force for the meeting. We don't want San Jose police officers around our students, especially students of color, students with disabilities, students that face marginalizations in their daily life. But parents and students who want police officers on campus for security also showed up. If you remove San Jose PD from our campus, I will feel extremely uncomfortable and unsafe. I just find it ironic that you feel it's okay to use San Jose PD to protect us today, but not to use them to protect our children when they're on campus. In the end, the school board stuck with their earlier decision that school resource officers will no longer have regular shifts on campus, but they did agree they will need San Jose police for special events at least through December. In San Jose, I'm Sergio Quintana, NBC, Bay Area News. So the messaging on that could have been a lot better from the school board. They could have said, we may occasionally need San Jose police for big events. Instead yeah. of saying we will, you just change it to may. Boom. Occasionally, the, the big football game, right, will draw some, some rivalry and some rivalry uh, spirit, right? And we might need someone to... And, and drunk adults. It's a football game. Correct. Yeah. Um, although no, no alcohol on campus, kids. No alcohol fold on campus. So everyone's, you know, all the adults are sneaking their beverages in and getting no, plastered before oh, the game. Or even, even worse, they show up drunk. They show up drunk, exactly. So and they're young. That's my know, least favorite kind of person at and, any kind of party. If somebody shows and, up at a party and the party, like the party starts at eight, somebody shows up at nine thirty, obliterated. Well, that's usually what happens, and then of course they're they're usually they're rooting for their kid, right? Um, so if something happens uh, with their kid, they're going to get you know how it is with parents. Yeah. Um, so it's a, it's a nasty combination. So I definitely understand one to have some security for those things. I think they're going to have some squishy time, and that's usually what this school district does, and a lot of school districts do. It's squishy time with the language around what is a special event. Um, can the principal just say yeah. like, "Hey, our uh, my principal's coffee is a special event. I need a cop here just in case some of my parents pop off on me." Right. Um, so they're going to have to really draw the line, uh, but we'll see. I just love that they 
you know, oh, yes, we didn't think about this the first time when we, we covered this issue. Now we have to come back to it again and waste your time and get these people all riled up. So that one lady wants them to get their shit together. So she's all about it. So um, anyway, that was get your shit together. And we're going to, I think, head down, head down we're going to head down ballot if I can get my shit together. Yeah, and we may or may not get this first. Oh God, I hate these. I hate these players for these local news sites. Oh my God, can't they just use YouTube like a normal person? You know, and I'm trying to throw around the love to the different stations, right? So we're not always using NBC because their player just happens to be a decenter. Um, but yeah, you all suck. <laughs> Up oh, here we go. All right, here we go. Larry Beal. The way, and many Californians have already received their recall ballots in the mail. ABC 7 News anchor Liz Kreutz was on the campaign trail in San Jose today, following Governor Newsom as he tries to rally support. With recall ballots in the mail, Governor Gavin Newsom mask. is ratcheting up his right. attacks on his Republican challengers. This morning, while campaigning at a union hall in San Jose, just miles from the location of the VTA rail yard mass shooting, he went after leading alternate candidate Larry Elder Good. for his Fuck opposition to gun control. Doesn't believe in a woman's right to choose. Doesn't believe in an assault weapons ban. And Mr. Mayor, how offensive is that here in Santa Clara County ravaged? By weapons award. Attacks are part of the governor's strategy to fire no. up Democrats. His team also released a new campaign ad today, drawing contrast between Newsom's strategy to combat the pandemic versus the Republicans vying to replace him. The top Republican candidate, he peddled deadly conspiracy theories and would eliminate yep. vaccine mandates on day one. Larry Elder has said he does not believe in mask or vaccine mandates. He released his own ad over the weekend about school choice. I favor school choice. He doesn't. I favor giving parents an option out. He doesn't. Despite Democrats' 20-point advantage in voter registration, Governor both. Newsom continues to face an enthusiasm gap. A new poll from CBS News YouGov found that among Californians most likely to vote, the recall is still near evenly split. The bets are off and Every fire, bit of firepower the Democrats have will be unleashed. Part of that strategy is bringing in the big names. President Biden is planning don't to do campaign that. with Newsom in the coming weeks. But with a crisis unfolding in Afghanistan... Don't, don't, don't show it, don't show it. Don't, don't the show, timing is not good for Gavin Newsom now. He wants people to focus on what the Democrats in Congress just passed. And if that gets washed over by this flood of news from Afghanistan, it's hard to break through. Today, Governor Newsom brushed off those concerns. Given what's happening in Afghanistan right now and some of the criticism the president's getting now from people even within his own party, does that complicate whether or not he's the right person to have by your I'm, side right I'm, now? I'm incredibly proud of President Biden incredibly enthusiastic to have his support on no vote and look forward in coming out here. In San Jose, Liz Kreutz, ABC 7 News. With ballots going out to tens of millions of California voters, the state is upping its game to get people to vote in this recall election. We want to make sure every Californian votes because this is an important decision, like every decision that we make in election, and every person uh, counts. And the last thing we want to hear on, on September 15th is that someone forgot to go to the polls, forgot to vote, and now they're not happy with the results. The message here is clear. It doesn't matter what side of the recall you fall on. The state wants as many people as possible to participate in this process. Election day. Like them Pac-Man colored voting booths. People can right. vote by mail before then. Hard to miss. Okay. Do you have so, your ballot yet? Uh, no, Sorry. but I didn't check uh, today's mail yet. So it may have come in today. I mean, yeah. I'm going to, I mean, I'm, I know I'm voting no on the top line, um, but I have no idea who to vote for. Like second. Are you not voting for Larry Elder? No. 
Um, I have someone. I'll send you, and I, I have to send the, send you the name. Um, talked to a friend last night who knows someone who knows a guy who knows a guy who's running, um, and seems like That's a decent enough. person. It seems like a decent person. Um, anyway, uh, old college roommate of someone. <laughs> Somebody's college roommate is better than Larry Elder. I don't even care. Like Larry well, Elder's college yeah. roommate probably hated him. So, well, you know who doesn't hate Larry Elder is the Calvary Chapel, our old friends. Uh, here in right here in San Jose, and Larry Elder came uh, came to visit them. Um, so maybe they were passing the collection plate this time. Maybe, maybe this is from that uh, ABC Seven. So I think when the ad ends, the video just immediately starts. So I'm going to try to time this perfectly. Beautiful. All right, I'll just try not to say anything. Let's see if we can do it. Oh, Caltrain ad. There we go. Oh wait. Oh, it didn't start. I think you paused it. Anything could possibly happen when I press play. One of the top Republican recall candidates, the challengers, came to the Bay Area. Larry Elder wrapped up a rally just a few hours ago at a church that made national headlines during the pandemic. Oh, it's the same church. It's that guy that tried to fucking grift on the pandemic and fucking seems Correct. to have failed to grift on the pandemic. I know who you're. I know who, okay. And now trying to grift on Larry Elder or maybe uh, leveraging Larry Elder. Who that knows? may be easier. Maybe. Republican uh, candidate for governor of California, Larry Elder, was greeted by cheers from a packed crowd at Calvary Church in San Jose Thursday afternoon. Just about one month until the recall election, Elder took aim at Gavin Newsom as he looked to rally support. This man that I'm going to defeat on September the 14th. As if he's running heads up against him. He has shut down this state in the most severe way than any of the other 49 governors have. The crowd came from across the state to the South Bay to hear their favorite candidate speak on the ways he would improve California, including cost of living, forest management, homelessness, and crime. The people who we spoke with have made up their minds. They say Larry Elder is the best person to fix these problems. He's a business guy. He's well known. You know, he's a talk show host. And uh, he's, a lot of his ideas We'll fit well, this guy's name is Lynn, so there you go. We have an opportunity to get rid of a tyrant who just yesterday threw everybody connected to education under the vax bus. Larry Elder uh -oh. is strongly against vaccine or mask mandates for the state. In the same church that defied COVID-19 guidelines last year, Elder made a promise to the mostly maskless crowd. When I get elected, assuming, assuming that there still are face mask mandates, and vaccine mandates, they will be repealed right away. And then... Can he do that if they were enacted by the legislature? If they were enacted by the legislature, no. They would need to override their own vote. Um, but he could... There might be some executive actions he could take, similar to you know what presidents can do. Governors have the same kind of executive authority in some cases. I don't know is the answer officially from the, from the councilman. Fair enough. And then I'm going to break for breakfast. Governor Gavin Newsom's campaign sent out an email response to Elder's views on COVID-19. The email said Elder would be a disaster for California, and it's no wonder Donald Trump and Larry Elder get along so well. Governor Newsom will be in San Francisco tomorrow as part of a statewide tour to vote no on the recall. In San Jose, Dustin Dorsey, ABC7 News. Yeah. Um, I like how you yeah. put a second link there to another news site just in case the player for the first one didn't work. <laughs> That's exactly why I'm glad you realized that I was about to mention it. Like, no need to go to the next clip. We got it. No, I know um, why it's there. <laughs> maybe two, together, you know, maybe two of those is the universal sign for, well, well, we'll see. <laughs> so we're going to move down ballot, but uh, up north.
for this next yes. story. Shit has been live up in Shasta. I, I didn't know how much you guys have been covering that, so I didn't want to get too far too oh deep my into God. it. But this... the, the media went, she was doing, um, she does Meltdown Monday, and she yes. used to do like, she used to do like this crazy lady who does a makeup video and talks like QAnon crazy stuff. And yes. the media wench has almost completely shifted from that to covering what's going on in Shasta County over the last like three or four weeks. Yes, because what was, it's, the, because what it's was just, the gentleman's name? Uh, Carlos Picata. Car, oh, he, he got fucking rolled hella bad on Twitter because his name was Carlos Zapata, but people started calling him Carlos Picata. And then he deleted <laughs> his Twitter account and then made a new one like 20 minutes later. <laughs> so Very nice. So yeah. real quick recap of what happened. Um, it was today in Shasta County, this video is six hours old. Um, there was supposed to be a board of supervisors meeting up in Shasta County. That's where Redding is. It's a three, three and a half, four hour drive north of where we are. Um, if there's no traffic in the Bay Area. Uh, there was no meeting because one of the council, one of the, the board of supervisors either got COVID or was for sure exposed to it and they decided to just cancel the meeting. Well, Good there call. was a planned protest that day, today. And they were going to end up at the meeting, but since there's no meeting, and I shit you not. They just went inside the board of supervisors hall anyway. Which I told the media wench. I was like over under. They're just going to go into the fucking the, the, like the county building anyway. <laughs> and she was like, that's not going to happen. They, so they insurrected. They a mild insurrection up in uh, Shasta County. So here's okay. some scenes from inside. This is from uh, uh, Benjamin Noane. He went, came on Meltdown Monday with us two weeks ago to watch this red, white, and blueprint video by some, by the guy actually, who's going to be speaking at the very beginning of this oh, nice. uh, casual, we'll call this a casual end user terrorist. His name is Carlos Zapata and he is mad as hell. And he's in the, the chambers for the board of supervisors meeting right here, but there's no meeting. So he really shouldn't be there. Well, it's been a year, hasn't it? Yeah. He's having his own board of supervisors meeting. <laughs> We don't owe anybody an explanation for the word no. Amen. Listen to what I'm going to say. The word no is a complete sentence. Teach your kids how to say it early on. Learn how to say it. Practice it. If you consent to what they're doing now, it's only going to lead to more restrictions, more mandates. And before you know it, I've been saying this over and over again. Before you know it, we are going to be in a full-blown third-world country, if not already, and full-blown communism. Oh, check it out. So there's the guy, you saw the guy sitting in the chair. He is one of the yeah. Board of Supervisors people, and he just, like, coordinated with them to let oh, cool. them have, I guess, whatever this is, a, a TED Talk. Yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm kind of in shock here. Like, they have access to the AV equipment. In the board chambers, like they are basically like running like kind of like a board meet, semi board meeting here. This is well, the, yeah, this I, is a, I forgot I forgot to mention at the when I was describing what happened. That one of the supervisors is like completely on board with everything these people are doing. Oh, so, so they so they won't be recalled or shot or whatever. They'll just that they're, one they're won't gonna, be recalled or shot. Maybe maybe eventually cool. eventually. I mean, you never know. You can make you can make friends with these people real quick. You can make enemies with these people real quick. You know. <laughs> uh, well, that's cool. What was going to happen? And now we're seeing it. Now I'm hearing that tea kettle whistle. Mm -hmm. And if you don't think we're at a point right now where our backs are to the wall, we're having to defend ourselves in a fight, you are dead wrong. Our children 
do not deserve what they've gone over the last few years. Right. They have done nothing to deserve the restrictions and mandates. And see, like, the responses are even more misleading because it looks almost like it's a board of supervisors meeting and everybody's clapping. Right. But there's none of the people there who didn't attend the rally and there's no public comment because there's no board of supervisors meeting. So well, that's the, th the thing they're having, like, they're having unlimited public comment, right? They're like, this is great. We don't have to stop after a minute. We can just keep going and talking forever and everyone gets as much time as they want. This is the greatest party ever. But no one's listening. I got to go to school about how to watch your parents stressed out. That's right. This is the nexus that we're facing right now of stresses in our life, and they do not deserve any bit of it. And when you have people like Donnie Chamberlain, who is the only person in this room right now wearing a mask covering her coward face, Telling lies about me, about my family, about my friends, contacting my... Uh, that's a local journalist. Oh, nice. Oh, my God. That he called out for wearing the mask? Yeah, and said he's lying about him in front of a crowd of his supporters. And she's like a, she's like a lady maybe 10, 15 years older than I am. This, this Fucking, room looks like it was designed by the same person that designed the San Jose City Council chambers. It's very much... Uh, oh, we've, we've, we're we've been talking about that. There's like kits that people probably buy that have this awful... Fake wood, yeah. C civic, civic building kits. I mean, how'd that work out for you, Donnie? Tell me, you want to speak here? The microphone's yours. The very man that you have been writing about, well, I don't know what you would do with your life if there wasn't for me, Donnie Chamberlain. The man yeah. The stories of courage, the moral fortitude to interview me one time. Have you ever reached out to me and sat down for an interview? I have offered that to you many times, Donnie, but you and your coward photographer, your coward little staff you have, your 25 followers that read your bullshit little articles. Yeah, coward. You are a coward, Donnie Chamberlain. Yes, it's people are. like you that are making this life difficult for our children, for people that actually want to live in this county and make it better. If you think we're going to cave, if you think that we're going to give in because you lied about us, our families, our children, you're wrong. Slander. That's right. This is out. Slander. We're fighting to take it back from people like you. From people that want to poison our children. People that want to poison our society. People that want to poison the very place that we're invested in. I'm sorry you're miserable. I'm sorry you went through a humiliating divorce. I'm sorry you have not cheated on you publicly. That's why you're so miserable and mad at the world. I'm sorry that happened to you. Hey, why don't you give her the mic for a minute? Yeah. 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 There's nothing. She will not say a thing. She was vowed never to interview me. Here we are face to face. Like, you want to sit next to me in court. You want to follow me around. You want to have your people spy on me. You want to investigate me. Well, here I am. But she's recording him right now as part of an ongoing investigation into the craziness that's happening in her community. This yes. is actually part of the investigation, what she's doing right now. Yes, every word of this is just going into the record, and she's, well, she's not loving it, I'm sure, but uh, she's not going to say anything, and that's exactly what she should be doing. Just document, 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 get the receipts. They're, they're in trouble for this. This is not good. They're <laughs> I mean, not. This in, might be, they're, I don't think they're going to. Nothing's going to happen. Well, it'd be fun. I mean, for funny games for now, right? Uh, but if she, yeah, if there is some sort of lawsuit, then uh, they're the ones that are going to be in trouble for slander and defamation and threats and 
et cetera, et cetera. I mean, this, is all, this will all be evidence one day. Maybe nothing happens right now, but this will all be evidence in the, the, eventual, in the eventual case. This is your Let's go. I'll just stop with running more guns, you deserve. Communist. This is what we're up against. Communist. People that will say anything and do anything to hurt our children, to hurt us. Yeah. And we have to stand up. That's right. And that's enough. And mess them up? And listen, the worst thing you could be is mediocre. The worst thing you could be is neutral. Yes. Pick a side. Hot or cold. I'm tired of hearing people that say, we support you, but I don't want to lose my job. Yep. Too bad. Get on the other side. Yeah. Some people say, I love what you guys are doing, but I can't speak up. Too bad. Get on the other side. Okay. That's good for the other side, actually. What he just said at the end there was like telling the people that like if somebody doesn't agree with them completely, let them go to the other side. But since he's dumb and thinks this is like a two-side thing, well, now you're just fucking piling people who might otherwise agree with you on the other side. Good right. strategy, dude. Very nice. and Very good organizing strategy. Um, yeah, so they, they basically had their rally in the soup chambers. So that's unfortunate. Um, <laughs> Un- unfortunate. Like, there wasn't a meeting there. The point was to go to the meeting, but then like there would be other people there for public comment, right? Yes, right. So they basically got to, you know, shake their fist and have their fun and have their little say, but no one's listening. That's the thing, except for this journalist, right, who's documenting it all. If we didn't have that video, who knows if the, any of this would have gotten out anyway? Because it doesn't seem like they're very organized and they didn't really, oh, maybe they didn't have their own. There are, there are videos. No, there are. There are. other videos. There, oh, are. Okay, okay. there are. There are a lot of, I just chose, I just chose that one because it was like, shorter somebody had edited out right. edited out like the part that kind of everybody cared about well it was done by an actual journalist so that's that's good well yeah th- we we need to keep an, an eye up there because uh you're hearing threats of violence against uh legislators big and small federal and local and we need to take them seriously the cops need to take them seriously the fbi needs to take them seriously um because the minute you stop taking these things seriously someone does get killed or hurt so Let's look out for our elected officials. I don't care if they're Republicans or Democrats or whatever. Like, you know. Well, like, we it, like what's going people. on up there? Apparently, law enforcement isn't taking this very seriously. Not, yeah, not at all. I mean, who? The, where's the security for the goddamn soups chambers? Like, what the, what the hell? Um, San Jose, you can't even get in City Hall if it's like after 5 p.m. on a weeknight. Um, so I don't know how the hell people are getting in there without some sort of help. Right? Oh, the supervisor like, that was sitting on yeah. the fucking. Yeah. The one Just supervisor who's. In who's with them probably has a now key they, i mean now they should absolutely be get get reprimanded the others who should absolutely hold them to account um at the very least censure whatever it takes but uh but it's it's an interesting space up there you know and i don't know the politics necessarily at the county level i'm guessing i can tell you yeah i'm guessing it's, it's a little conservative 65 35 approximately yeah trumpian yeah yeah so uh probably don't want to do too many things to rile up the base up there i guess i mean you're already in trouble if you're not really in their value corner so i imagine folks just stay out of the way unfortunately and that's that's again that's what festers these things and allows them to fester and then suddenly they blow up and someone you know gets busted with some pipe bombs that they said they had recreationally and they were about to blow up the the democratic party headquarters right so you could you know play along at your own risk with these folks but eventually someone's going to get burned yeah, um, all five of the soups are uh, Republican, and these people are trying to uh, have three of them recalled because I don't know they're not that shit. I don't know. There was actually we're, we'll have more on it soon. Um, 
because it'll be a thing eventually, I'm guessing, but uh, someone filed a lawsuit at the state level to uh, recall all of the supervisors, county supervisors, like all of them, all 58 counties, all of the supervisors <laughs> in every county at the same time. Does whoever um, does whoever's idea that was have a YouTube channel? That's my question. I don't know about yet, but you know who does is the guy who tried to get Chesa Boudin, Boudin recalled and is going to try again, apparently. So apparently their first recall, uh, Chesa Boudin is a progressive uh, district attorney in San Francisco. It was a tight race and we're glad he won. Uh, yeah, he hasn't been perfect. He's a DA, but uh, they tried, they're trying to recall him in San Francisco. And apparently, I don't even know why. I hope it's an Austin Bennett situation. Their first recall attempt didn't go so well. Let's see what happened. Hi, have you signed the petition? Have you signed the recall petition yet, ma'am? On the final day of signature gathering, recall District Attorney Chesa Boudin volunteers work to finish strong. But in Japantown this afternoon, the effort was interrupted. You have taken the committee's property. A woman walked off with the group's the banners. <laughs> that someone was up on that footbridge with a big pair of scissors cutting down, uh, taking it apart. Organizer Richie. But you're not allowed to put those signs on, on, on the structures, are you? To return the signs. He says you it's not the first time volunteers have experienced hostility name calling there's finger pointing there's fingers raised uh and comments like that but to have someone actually come out with a big pair of scissors and like a big pair of, like with, with a medium-sized pair of scissors would have been just fine you just you just you like, know you get what you get you gotta, you gotta get, get what's in the kitchen <laughs> I'm sure, maybe they had hedge clippers that was the first thing that they could grab who knows uh, they didn't care that they were that they were caught Greenberg says he started the effort because he believes D.A. Boudin isn't doing the job of holding criminals accountable. We reached out to stand with Chase Boudin for reaction, but didn't hear back tonight. It's going to be really close. Greenberg says he knows there are fraudulent signatures on some of his petitions. At this point, he's not sure he has enough to qualify for the ballot. People be trolling and putting fake names. Oh. ...has until October to collect enough signatures. Moving forward, Greenberg is hoping people can debate the issues and not get personal. It is very disheartening for a place that's supposed to be so inclusive as San Francisco has become so divided. Recall organizers have until the end of business tomorrow to submit more than 51,000 signatures here at City Hall to the Department of Elections that will then begin to verify those signatures. In San Francisco, Ginelli, NBC Bay Area News. Now, we just heard back from Chase Boudin's spokeswoman. She says in part about the recall, District Attorney Boudin didn't let himself be distracted as he worked for criminal justice reform, support for victims, and investments in crime prevention. That work continues regardless of what's next for Richie Greenberg and those who want to refight the 2019 election for the next two years. Fuck yeah. So they buried the lead there. Uh, they, the, they did not end up with enough signatures. They actually, uh, they mentioned the fraud, you know, knowing you had fraudulent signatures. That's not uncommon. You, you absolutely are going to have some that are Fraudulent meaning they're just not eligible, right, to sign um, Mickey Mouse or whatever. They weren't, not Mickey Mouse, but they weren't registered to vote or they weren't registered to vote, to vote in the state where they signed the petition, et cetera, or the, you know, I mean, in San I, Francisco. If I, was in, if I was there, I saw a Chesapeake recall thing, I'd sign it with my exact information, my address in Campbell and everything. Right, right. Yeah, so you have to be a registered voter in San Francisco, right, to be eligible um, to sign. So you're going to have some leakage. You're going to have some, in every consultant knows this, and they, they, you end up submitting a ton more signatures than you need, right? Well, eventually, that when they counted them all up and tallied them all up, they sh fell short by about 1,700 signatures um out of five fifty one thousand, so um close 
but not enough to get on the ballot. So uh, there's another signature effort that's out there right now, apparently, and uh, they're due in October. So we'll see if they are able to get enough signatures. Um, but good on Chesa for fighting this one off. And um, yeah, uh, stop wasting our fucking time and our money and our resources with these dumbass recalls. We have elections. If you don't like how someone is doing in their job, if they're not, they didn't like kill somebody, right? Or, you know, I don't know sexually you know harass or assault 11 people <laughs> you know i uh, then don't come at me with this shit like come at me during the election he's doing a bad job okay fine that's what an election's for it's like a job interview it's a, every and that's why they have them every four years and in congress and the state assembly it's every two years right you have to justify your existence every two years to the voters so vote them out if you don't like them but don't waste your time and money with a recall so I don't think I don't think we can recall the sheriff here, but I think the county board of supervisors here in Santa Clara. We can. Santa Cla oh, okay. Well, I was yes. wrong. She's elected, so we can definitely recall her. We're not going to do that. She's going to end up resigning, no. I think, um, based on what I know. Uh, but the board of supervisors wants this person investigated. That um, haven't like hasn't independent media done? Oh shit! Jen moved. Who the fuck's going to investigate the sheriff now? God damn it! <laughs> Yes and no. It's it's more of a uh, it's a they really want to go dig deeper and do a criminal investigation of um, some of the malfeasance that's happened in the jails in terms of uh, you know deaths, untimely deaths, uh, and assaults. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna find a little more about what they're looking for in terms of, and uh, we'll learn more next week because the soups meeting was today when they talked about this. We need tonight. Two county supervisors are calling on state officials to investigate Santa Clara County Sheriff Lori Smith and how she runs local jails. Our senior investigative reporter Stephen Stock joins us now with a call for this change, Stephen. Jessica Terry, the incidents that have left inmates severely injured have, call, have resulted in this agenda item, which was just released. Supervisors Joe Simidian and Otto Lee putting out this agenda asking for an investigation. This surveillance video of the beating of a police informant inside the Elmwood Jail, first made public by our investigative unit, is only the latest in a long list of questionable incidents at the jails that Sheriff Laurie Smith administers. The sheriff's management of our Santa Clara County jails is both tragic and costly in terms of its consequences. Supervisor Joe Simidian says that's why he and fellow Supervisor Otto Lee want California State Attorney General, the Fair Political Practices Commission, and the local civil grand jury to all investigate Sheriff Smith's handling of the jails. We can't just keep going along uh, business as usual and expect that things are going to get better. Simidian says he also wants a 19-page currently secret report into a 2018 prisoner transport incident publicly released. In that incident, inmate Andrew Hogan beat his head on the inside of a transport van until he fell unconscious. Hogan's family, seen here, filed a claim against the county, contending that deputies left him bleeding and alone in the van for a prolonged period. County taxpayers picked up the tab for a $10 million settlement with the family. That's money we can't spend on health care or uh, homelessness or housing issues. And the question obviously is, what happened and were there any consequences? The sheriff's office did not respond to multiple requests to answer questions about Hogan's incident, but public records show that the jail supervisor who was there was promoted 
shortly after the incident. Uh, the conditions are a lot better now than they were before. Don Spector is executive director of the prison law office in Berkeley, which is monitoring Sheriff Smith's administration of the jails. On our last review, we still found a lot of use of excessive force against people with mental illness, sometimes to take them to places to get treatment, which is ridiculous. Now, the jail supervisor in the Hogan incident says she did everything by the book and was later promoted because she was the best candidate for the job. As for the beating of that police witness at the Elmwood jail, the sheriff's office told us in May that the staff assigned to those posts are responsible for multitasking and that they hope that the victim in that beating gets justice. We'll stay on this story. All right, Stephen, thanks very much. Uh, yeah, exactly. But you know what's coming. It's like this train that's just sort of on the horizon, right, coming at you. And it just keeps coming, keeps coming, keeps coming. You know what's going to happen. Um, and yet, for some reason, at the last moment, Lori Smith always gets swept off the tracks. Uh, either because she can't, you know, that, that no one can organize a sufficient campaign to unseat her. Like I said, elections have consequences. They are job interviews, right? Um but now it seems like um, folks are getting a little tired. Powers that be are getting a little tired of waiting for the voters to come around. And they're trying to force the issue. So uh, this is simply a, a first salvo, opening salvo at trying to uh, push her to resign. And it has uh, gained some traction, uh, including from our local San Jose mayor, who's uh, gone beyond just invest at the, asking for an investigation. But uh, he's on board with you, Producer Dave. She needs to go. She needs to resign. Yeah. <clears throat> Even if this is in some way unfair or whatever it's like distracting and <clears throat> i guess before we get to this like santa clara county needs to go about the business of making making their jails just safer for the inmates That's yes it. i mean the guards too but whatever fuck the guards like and they very they very much are looking at least the the board of supervisors is looking at that right and they are uh they are they're pushing staff to explore alternatives uh for the new they're obviously they're they're actually tearing down the jail on heading the main jail right um and rebuilding the civic center entirely so part of that's going to include some sort of incarceratory space <laughs> um but uh whether or not they do the more arresty things as you were saying earlier or the less arresty things is still up for debate and i think that there's definitely a, a very large audience and a large appetite for doing the less arresty things um, so hopefully there will be more mental health services in the, in the jail uh, going forward. It seems to be an integral part or, uh, of their, their process, as it were. Um, uh, early on, it's a, a founding principle of the work around the new jail. So that generally means it'll be discussed. Basically, what that means in government speak is it's going to get discussed at every meeting. And it's going to be a, a factor in every decision. So there you go, for what it's worth. But uh, this is still an opportunity for supervisors Simidian and Lee to pontificate and to politicize, um, and especially with some supervisor Simidian, who's just sort of waiting around until a congressional seat opens up and an issue. Um, and uh, he's just looking for ways to stay relevant. Um, he went through a cycle as, as a supervisor. He was a state assemblyman, I believe. He was a state senator, came back and ran for the supervisors again because the seat he was waiting for, the congressional seat, uh, hadn't opened up yet and it still hasn't opened up so he's just sort of prolonging his relevance by you know uh jumping on one big issue after another um so this is his new issue the de, de or whatever and as we talk <laughs> about political um ambition let's go to this clip of sam Licardo calling for laurie smith to resign 
Live pictures now of San Jose, where the mayor is calling for the resignation of Santa Clara County Sheriff Lori Smith. KPX 5's Len Ramirez on why Mayor Licardo says the sheriff needs to quit. Len. Well, Mayor Sam Licardo was the first public official to make a statement calling on Sheriff Lori Smith to give up her post to resign as Sheriff of Santa Clara County. Now, so far, Smith has been able to survive multiple allegations of scandal and mismanagement. Time for concern is long past. Sheriff Smith must resign. Get him, Sam. I don't even like that dirtbag, but he's right. Where he contends Sheriff Lori occasionally has shown that she is unfit for office. Regardless of whether corruption or incompetence best explains Sheriff Smith's failures, either suffices to compel her resignation. Sheriff Smith was first elected in 1998 and has been re-elected ever since, but her tenure has been filled with allegations of mismanagement over the jails, including the murder by jail guards of mentally ill inmate Michael Tyree in 2015 and the beating of another mentally ill inmate, Andrew Hogan, in 2018. There have been allegations of concealed facts, tens of millions of taxpayer dollars paid out in civil rights cases, costly consent decrees to improve jail conditions, and ongoing bribery and campaign investigations. I'm hoping that she will step down. Santa Clara County Supervisor Joe Simidian added his voice to the calls for the sheriff to leave. We need a change. There's no question about that. I, I think, frankly, we can't expect a change in behavior, so we're going to need a change in leadership. But as a duly elected public official, Smith can't be fired. Which is why the action we're looking to take tomorrow morning calls on other agencies of government the civil grand jury, the state attorney general, the Fair Political Practices Commission to take the action that only they can take and to make information available to the public because again, if the sheriff's an independently elected official, the public can't hold the sheriff accountable until unless they have that information. Now, I did contact Sheriff Lori Smith today by text. She said that she would not have any comment today, but indicated that she would hold a news conference tomorrow morning at 9.30 to give her reaction to these calls for her resignation. Reporting live in San Jose, Len Ramirez, KPIX 5. Yeah, there's nothing new to say there. Uh, Sam Licardo finally, finally did something I liked on the docket, though. That's fucking, that's some shit right there. Yeah, no, I'm... I'd say it, it's 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 nice when when Sam and us can you know we can all be on the same page. It does happen occasionally and line up. But he's also yeah absolutely absolutely politically machinating right and perf, uh, performing. Um, it's just another opportunity. And Samidian, you know, he needs some backup right. He needs some political clout. So he goes to Sam and others out there in the community. Um, who, you know who he can't go to, ironically enough, is Cindy Chavez, um, who is a you know staunch labor progressive democrat laurie smith is a conservative republican um and but for a long time they've been friendly supportive politically of each other um so and uh cindy is fairly loyal right so she she's doing everything she can to give cover to laurie um but it's not working out so well anymore and even she had to vote for the investigations today because the political winds are where they're at um but you'll notice that she didn't come out and say anything in a press conference, Sam Licardo, her arch nemesis, did. Um, so strange bedfellows do these things make in politics. Well, I'm just glad that after, I mean, we've been covering stories about the Santa Clara, <clears throat> the Santa Clara County Sheriff's Department basically from the drop, and things have just been getting worse. <clears throat> uh, I think we covered the last election, and um, 
Yeah, she was running against, if I'm not mistaken, somebody who was even more uh, law and order style than her, if I'm, yes. if I remember correctly. Yes. So I was rooting for her, but not because I liked her, just because she was like the little less scary than the other one. Yes. Uh, so, uh, but she'll be running for mayor again next year. Um, it seems to be so. We'll get a lot more chance to get to know Cindy a little more this year. So, uh, well, um, as you can imagine, the uh, I don't know if we're do we have the clip of, of Lori Smith? Did we get that into the docket last minute? She I don't have, have a clip a of. Uh, let me look on the. She did have a response. I think it's there. Oh, but the sheriff didn't. Oh, yeah. Here's here's yeah. Her, here's a clip of her. Okay. So last last little clip. She did have a response. She had a press conference today to respond to the calls for investigation. Funny. She had a press conference right before the board of supervisors meeting, and then reported about the press conference at the board of supervisors meeting. Very classy. So oh, this looks, is like, just a, looks like we might get the video right away. We'll see though. Anything can okay. happen. It is new. In San Jose tonight, where Santa Clara County Sheriff Lori Smith says. She will not resign despite calls uh, by San Jose mayor and others to do so. As KPIX 5's Len Ramirez reports, Smith is now facing even more pressure to step down over worsening problems at the jail and a bribery scandal. Len? That's right, Ken. This afternoon, the Santa Clara County Board of Supervisors voted unanimously to bring in several federal and state law enforcement agencies to investigate uh, the office of Sheriff Lori Smith. Sheriff Smith said today that she welcomes those investigations and, in fact, just wants them done quickly. When there is misconduct, we take swift action. Sheriff Lori Smith went on the defensive in a 45-minute, sometimes rambling news conference at Sheriff's headquarters. It wasn't until nearly the end when she addressed San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo's call for her resignation amid allegations of incompetence and or corruption. At this time, no. Or to quote, to quote a, a general, nuts. There's a lot still to be done. Smith has been sheriff since 1998, but her tenure has been marked by allegations of mismanagement of the jails, which resulted in the 2015 murder of mentally ill inmate Michael Tyree by three jail guards and the severe injury of another mentally ill inmate, Andrew Hogan, in 2018. Allegations of concealed facts, tens of millions of dollars paid out in civil rights cases, costly consent decrees to fix the jails, and an ongoing bribery and campaign investigation. Do you bear any responsibility for any of that? Partridge. Yes, I change is not as quick as I would like change to be. The sheriff deflected some questions and then blamed slow progress on jail reforms on not enough people. We're really stifled by um, staffing. Because the sheriff is an elected official, she can't be simply fired. But this afternoon, the Board of Supervisors all agreed to call in the Department of Justice, State Attorney General, Civil Grand Jury, and Fair Political Practices Commission to investigate her office and whether she violated any laws. Supervisor Simidian also wants confidential files from the Hogan case, which was settled for $10 million, to be opened up. Was there an investigation? And if not, why not? Was that investigation completed? And if not, why not? Was there any meaningful discipline? And if not, why not? You know, Lynn, at times the sheriff seemed um, a bit defiant. Uh, if they cannot force her out, uh, how long does she plan to stay? 
Well, probably as long as she can. Uh, you know, next week, or in two weeks, I should say, uh, she will have her 48th anniversary with this sheriff's department. 23 of those years have been as sheriff. This department is hers. It has her uh, mark on it. And that's not something that she wants to give up quickly or easily. Uh, she will stay and uh, undergo these investigations. She says that she has a lot more work to do. She does not want to retire. She peed on it, basically. Yep. <clears throat> well, we're up against it. I got local love coming soon, so we're going to get right on to and another thing. It looks Boom. like looks like don't feed the coyotes is the uh, is our message for and another thing this week. It's a PSA for all of y'all out there. Don't Karen, feed the fucking or... coyotes. Right Looking now you, in San Karen. Francisco, a coyote crackdown is underway. This is not against the animals. On the, it's on the humans who are feeding the animals. Animal control wants help identifying this woman caught on camera on Bernal Hill, sitting with a serving of raw meat. She's described as someone who regularly feeds coyotes in several places around the city. Officials say encouraging wild coyotes to approach people, bad idea, extremely dangerous. And one coyote has already been put down for that very reason. Yep, don't feed the coyotes. Looking at you, Karen. Watch out. All right, well, thanks for another fabulous episode, Producer Dave. Looking forward to local love uh, and your local, local docket tonight. Yeah, um, everybody make sure you are following us on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash echoplex media. Yeah. And that's it. I'm going to play Big Small Towns by Model Rocket Scientist. Put the auto DJ on after. Play another song real quick. Change everything up here for local love. Y'all hang out. I got G. Willikers and Sean Black coming into the studio. Peace out. Peace out. I've been